0: Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, A Potpourri of People, transforming the way we think about disabilities. My name is Cindy Bray, founder of Hope Services in the Tampa Bay Area,
1: and I'm joined with my co-host, Nicole Woodruff. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you, Cindy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? How's your week been? It's been crazy wonderful. I've had a good week. My nephew's coming in to visit. um, I'm going to be able to stay for about a week now. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that's gonna be Florida rain, right? Okay. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. We were talking about going <laughs> golfing tomorrow. 80% chance of rain. Oh no. So
0: probably won't be golfing tomorrow. Oh, gotta share with you my yes. little one-year-old grandson. He started walking. Aww. It's so cute. You should see him. Got those little hands up in the air and toddling down the road. And he just giggles as he walks. It is so cute. How so adorable. Yeah. So
1: is he able to make it all the way across the floor now? Oh is yes.
0: It? He is. Yep. It's really fun to watch him walk and he just giggles and he claps for himself and everybody claps for him when he walks. So it's been really fun to watch him walk. It's I really can't cute. wait.
1: It won't be too long and he'll be running and getting oh, into know.
0: everything. I know. <laughs> I know. And his older sister left today for uh, to go visit my sister for the next couple months, spend her summer in Illinois. Oh and wow. um so I said, You get to see him walk
1: today, but the next time you see him, he'll be running. Yeah. And climbing and jumping. And oh getting I know every I can't
0: I wait know. he's it's, getting so bad he is he is he is so
1: anything going on with you this weekend what's new not a whole lot just trying to stay dry out there right now yeah. so lovely
0: Florida weather yeah
1: absolutely sun one minute rain the
0: next gotta yes. get used to it gotta share with you the other day I was going to a store had to open up the back part of my car and um, the lift broke on the back of my car, so I'm. It's windy, it's raining, and I'm trying to get the bottom of my car. closed. Oh no! <laughs> you know the stranger danger, and you should never talk to strangers. But this nice gentleman came along, and said, "Are you having problems? And can I help you?" And I went, "Yes, please." And you know, I know it was like, eh, should I trust him? He pushed the back of it down for me. So now we have to take it in for repairs. It's always a little challenge. Always a little something. Yep, that's what life's all about. I know, I know, isn't it though? It's a lot yes. of fun. Nicole, I think we'll talk about this podcast, about um, an open dialogue about people who are living with family members with disabilities, um, the challenges that they face, and um, how we can encourage and empower them, because sometimes living with persons with disabilities can be a real challenge, and we want to help them to overcome some of those challenges, help them with new ideas and new visions for those persons living with disabilities, not only the person that's living with disabilities, but the family member caring for them and taking care of them. So, Nicole, have you ever witnessed someone who's taking care of a person living with disabilities and how they feel like they're all alone,
1: like there's just nobody out there? Actually, I have. And it is extremely sad and extremely exhausting for that person living with a disability as well as the family members or close friends or peers, I kind of relate it to when you graduate high school and you're not quite sure what way to go and where to turn to and what's out there for you, and it's a whole new world. Well, it's a whole new world for them, too, without the resources or knowing where to go or what to do that they feel like they've been plunged into. Yeah. One of my friend's parents was recently diagnosed with dementia and she called because she has no idea. Do you go to persons for aging disabilities? Is there a different place? How do we make sure she gets her medication? Mm-hmm. All these different parts that you've just never had to think about before. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. She's struggling a lot with putting all those pieces together, kind of like a puzzle, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. I had a dear friend call me the other day. Um, hadn't heard from her in years. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved away in 2011, so it's been nine years ago since I've actually really visited with her face-to-face. And um, when she moved away, um, she's a school teacher, and um, she has a son, and she said he's 20 now. He was diagnosed with some disabilities. And she first said, but I don't think it's really a disability. And the more she talked to me, I said, yes, it is what we call a disability. And I said, he would qualify for Social Security disability. And he would qualify for services with vocational rehabilitation. She knew nothing about either of those services. So I was able, even though she's not in the state of Florida, to help her with those services. And we ended the phone call with, I will keep in touch with you and let you know what happens. Because here's right. a parent that I just assumed would know. She's a school teacher. right? So I just assumed she would understand, but she kept saying, you know, he's a little different, a little quirky, a little odd and just thinking he would outgrow it. right? Uh, That's the thing with disabilities. It's not a cold. It's not like in a few days you'll get better. Mm -hmm. You live with those disabilities, and learning to live with them, I think is just as hard for the caretaker, the parent, the friend, the family member, as it is a person living with disabilities, and learning to work with that disability and with that person.
1: Yes, I would totally agree with that. I think it takes... A village to raise a kid, and it doesn't matter how old that, you know, use kid theoretically, how old that kid is. You need the community, you need the support, you need the resources, Mm -hmm. and you need to know where to turn to find each of those in order to get the help that you want. Yeah. I, I
0: I, I was blessed with when our daughter was a senior in high school, learning about those programs through her high school. Oh, really? But here... You know, this is many years later. Right. This best friend, this good friend of mine calls me and knew nothing about those resources uh-huh. for her son. So it's still something that I don't think the the population really knows about. I think it's good that we're out here sharing that there are possibilities for your person living with disabilities. There are programs out there. There are potentials for them. There are jobs out there for them too.
1: I agree totally with you. I think that's what, you know, I've taught, did two trains of thought there, you know, and backwards. So let me rewind and go back to what I was (laughs) going to say there. Um, I did had the pleasure of working with VR in both Indiana and here. And regardless of which state you're in, I feel like it just is the best kept secret. You were talking about high school and how you were able to have those resources given to you there. But I don't think even when I taught SPED before I went and did VR worked for VR that I ever saw anyone as a representative for VR come into our high schools in Indiana or in Florida which they're doing now but to let those kids know how they can get resources what they can do where they go for what I called the wraparound services or the community resources Mm -hmm. if it isn't just a path of employment that you want to head on to Mm -hmm. You've just recently joined
0: Hope Services after working for vocational rehabilitation, which seems to be a silent source that we know nothing about. So can you tell us a little bit about vocational rehabilitation and how it would help our persons living with disabilities?
1: Sure, Cindy, I'd be glad to. I guess I call personally vocation I personally call vocational rehabilitation the best kept secret because I feel like it's not publicized. It is a service that is available for any person with a disability, mental or physical, or a combination of both, Mm -hmm. to assist them in finding employment. Now, the very cool thing about VR is they can authorize or have the ability to help people with benefits consultations to find out how much they can earn while still maintaining their social security benefits so someone can be on social security and still work. Is that the WIPA program? Yes, ma'am. Okay. That is the yeah. acronym for it. Yeah. Very, yes. Yeah, um, I know
0: Larry does it for us with Hope Services.
1: Yes, he does. And it is an excellent resource for someone just realizing being out there In the community is so beneficial and whether they're working or volunteering or just getting that initial experience, Mm -hmm. um, VR also, or as they call it, vocational rehabilitation, better known as VR, also has the ability to help people as young as 14 Mm -hmm. with services as to how, what, where, when, why, and getting that experience in working in a career, various occupations, and various entities, Mm -hmm. which is amazing because they would not have that ability or be exposed without that opportunity. So, And then VR also has the ability to help adults, and they can do on-the-job trainings where it's paid-for training that can lead to their employment goals and give them that little bit of edge getting in that company in the beginning. Uh There's so many opportunities through VR that would not be known or have not been known. Mm -hmm.
0: With the -the on-the-job training, um, now, if I understand that correctly,
1: from ages of
0: 14 to 22, as long as they're still in school, how many opportunities can they have with on-the-job training?
1: They can have an unlimited amount of opportunities.
0: What a great resource. So I could have a 14-year-old, which would be tough to find a job for. mm -hmm. They could stay in that job four to six weeks, eight to 10 hours, 20 hours, up to 20 hours a week, and they're learning a new skill.
1: Yes, it just it would depend on what they had agreed with uh, with their vocational rehabilitation counselor. Uh-huh. The program right now is exactly what you described, and uh-huh. I didn't. I don't want to speak as to the the changes that could come in the future sure. or what what yeah. direction they're planning on going. But um, exactly like what you were talking about, when I was there, they could learn various skills. They call them transition skills mm-hmm. that they can take with them to other jobs and build on those skills for four to six weeks, and then move on to a different profession or a different entity.
0: Which is really a A resume builder.
1: Yes, ma'am. It it is priceless in order to be able to put those different skills listed on that resume.
0: So they go to a job then with abilities instead of disabilities.
1: Yes, ma'am. That is a good way to put it. And they're accentuating that positive. So, Nicole, all the things you were telling me about vocational rehabilitation, that's
0: where Hope Services comes in. Because once a client goes to vocational rehabilitation, completes the process through vocational rehabilitation, they can come to a provider like Hope Services, and then we can then help them with either on-the-job training, the WIPA program, which is understanding their social security benefits. We can help them out with uh, the vocational evaluations, um, and we can help them out with job placement.
1: Yes, that is very true. When a client goes to voc rehab, once they're considered eligible for the services, they will be given what Voc Rehab calls informed choice and be able to pick a provider. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Hope Services comes in with their valuable and wonderful resources. What makes them eligible? If they have a physical or a mental disability, that creates a barrier to finding employment and that there are services that VR can offer. Okay. Help me a little bit here. What would they need to bring with them to vocational
0: rehabilitation to help them to be considered disabled?
1: If they took their medical records and or psychological records, whichever one was applicable to them at that point in time, it would definitely speed up the process. 90% of the time in the beginning is spent on the VR counselor trying to access, get, or send them for testing. As long as the testing or medical records are less than three years old, they're applicable and can be used.
0: Give me an example here. Would a disability be... Say I was a truck driver, mm-hmm. and I've been a truck driver for many, many years, mm-hmm. but I'm in an automobile accident, unable to be a truck driver anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm not
1: really disabled, am I? Yes, actually you are. Anything that prevents you from obtaining or maintaining employment in that field that you were in would, depending on what the injury was, be considered a disability. So okay, if you had... Anything that is long-term, it's not something that would heal overnight, it's not a broken bone, uh-huh. but anything else. Okay. So anything from depression to uh, leg amputation, um, anything that prevents you from obtaining or maintaining employment. That's very informative.
0: When we first got our office here, we actually started some courses, um, and it was just really open dialogue, and we'd have parents come, and um, just, it was amazing how many Mm -hmm. parents came and said, I knew nothing about your program, knew nothing about vocational rehabilitation. And um, we had a success story. We had a parent that came, and uh, actually, I think uh, when you were a vocational rehabilitation counselor... Um, this parent came to you with her son, mm-hmm. and her son became one of our referrals. Mm-hmm. And I think to this day, he's employed at Goodwill.
1: Yes, he is. And I know who you're talking about. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. He's yeah doing. And that all started
0: because a parent saw a little ad in the newspaper that we were offering an open dog log course. Um, there was um, just a You can come and just find out a little bit about Hope Services. Mm -hmm. And through Hope Services, we could then direct them to vocational rehabilitation. She knew nothing about it. She told her friends. We had some of her friends come, too. So it was a way to offer an opportunity that some parents didn't know about. Mm -hmm. As I shared with you earlier, I was blessed to go to school as a parent. Mm -hmm. And it was a parent group that vocational rehabilitation spoke to. But if vocational rehabilitation goes to a class of students, most likely those students aren't going to go home and tell mom and dad. Right. Right. That's true. You know, because I know when my kids were younger, and I'd say, so, how was your day at school? Fine. Yeah. What did you do at school? Nothing. (laughs) And later I would find out they got themselves in trouble. I knew nothing about it. Or sometimes they had a great day, but they weren't willing to share it with me as mom. And so bringing home papers to sign and things like that, usually it's the last thing as they're running out the door. And sometimes they didn't read with it all it said to sign. But, um, you know, so I think offering some kind of course or some kind of a program, something for the parents to get involved in so they know what's out there. And not only
1: for parents, but like you said a few minutes ago, you have a friend whose Mm -hmm. mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Has Alzheimer's. You know what would be interesting is if parents are listening to this, or as they're listening to this, if they contacted us, if we could do, and if they feel it would be beneficial to do a what's next course. Yes. Maybe towards the end of a senior year, mm-hmm. if they think that's something that would be inter- they would be interested in, and just throwing a, the resources out there for mm-hmm. them. If this is something you feel like you need to have, get in touch with these people, and if not, let us help you find these people. So I would be interested and willing to talk to anyone that mm-hmm. thinks that might be something we could do in yeah. the future, too. To yeah, I think that would be a great idea because I
0: noticed recently you sent out an email to the team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, when you're thinking of resources and we think of disabilities, another disability that we've found is sometimes a person with disabilities has a criminal background. Very true. And you sent out a list of employers that would hire
1: mm-hmm.
0: Persons with a not only a disability but a criminal background. Correct. So that was a good resource to have too. To where sometimes, sometimes people think because
1: I've had a criminal background, mm-hmm. I will not be considered for employment. But that's not the case. No, that's not the case. There is four, There are four pages, five pages on that's that. Quite a bit of resource information available. of Just plain companies that will hire mm-hmm. based on criminal if you still have a criminal background Mm -hmm. or if something has happened in Mm -hmm. your past. Mm -hmm. so And in addition to that, there's expungement that's available and various other options for people just because there was a one oops or something happened. Nobody's perfect in life and everybody deserves a chance. So Cindy, we've been talking about people with disabilities, resources for those people with disabilities. And I know you have raised Danica, who has had a disability. And you mentioned that you had the ability to find some resources in high school. How did that make you feel as you began to discover those?
0: You know, I think as a parent, first of all, it was difficult to even understand she had a disability. It was hard to even accept that she had a disability, and it was hard to understand that it wasn't going to go away. It wasn't a cold that you give her a tissue and it was going to go away. Mm -hmm. But once I learned to accept that disability, which took years, Mm -hmm. it didn't take days or weeks, it took years. Mm -hmm. And even after years and years and years, there's still times you think, why does she not get this? Why Mm -hmm. does she not understand this? Repetitiveness. Um, I might have to tell her today, um, the knives and forks go in the drawer on the left. And tomorrow I might have to tell her again, the knives and forks go in the drawer on the left and then the next day she may do it. So reminding her and reminding myself that, again, it's not a cold and it's not going to go away. Resources that I found, again, through high school, I learned about vocational rehabilitation. I learned about Social Security disability, which, you know, the older I get, the more she needs to depend on that because she may outlive me. And to have access to Medicaid waiver for her and programs
1: available for her to care for her as we age and she ages. So since you've started discovering those resources, uncovering those resources, so to speak, has it made you feel any different in your load that you carry or helping her or? I
0: think better at acceptance. Gotcha. Um, I have to tell you a little quick story. I went into uh, uh, Honey Baked Ham Mm -hmm. about six months ago, and she was with me. And she's 45 now, so she's not a child anymore. Um, But walking in there, they did not know me. They did not know her. Right. And she was a few steps behind me. And um, the cashier behind the the counter said to me, I just love your daughter. She is so sweet. I worked with Special Olympics when I was in high school. Oh, no. And I went, she identified my daughter with special ed. My daughter had disabilities, and I never said a word. And neither did my daughter. Oh, wow. So she immediately noticed it. So that's where you've got to accept it.
1: Right. It doesn't
0: matter that she's 45. It's mentally, she doesn't act and physically, she doesn't look 45. Right. So therefore, I have to accept it. There was no reason to hide her. And so we just, I said, thank you so much. And I just walked out of there going, wow, it's okay.
1: Mm -hmm. It's okay. So it's kind of been able to allow you, it sounds like, to understand what the process is for going through helping someone with a disability as well as being empathetic, Mm -hmm. as well as maybe lightening your load a little bit to have other places to turn. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But I still at the same time have to say, I remind her when we walk out the door, you know, your shoes are untied, uh, your shirt doesn't match your pants or something like that because I want her to look as appropriate as possible. But at the same time, I can't change who she is, no more than you can change who I am or I can change who you are. It's who God made us and the Mm -hmm. personalities we have and uh, accentuating on her positives and trying to eliminate the negatives as much as we can.
1: I was just going to say that I believe one of the most important things for parents, guardians, loved ones, or people in general experiencing any type of disability or even think that they are is to reach out and have community supports, whether that be your church or your best friend, or a peer support group, or an organization to get involved in and volunteer your time. Do you have any other ideas? How I first found out about my daughter's
0: disability is actually through her doctor. So oh. sometimes if you think there might be something wrong with your child, right? Um, she was pretty young when we mm-hmm. found out, um, visit your doctor, listen to your doctor, and trust and believe in your doctor.
1: That's a good idea too, a very good place to start.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, A Potpourri of People, transforming the way we think about disabilities. Be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so that we can be easily found by others who, like yourself, are wanting the best for your loved ones living with disabilities. If you or your loved one who has a disability is wanting to discover the next step in your career, visit our website at hopegetsjobs.com. I'm
1: Cindy. I'm Nicole. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.